so you have those four actors in the car. You have the camera running on the outside of the vehicle. You know that's mounted on the outside. Then you have、um, you know cables running to monitors, and the monitor is、uh, like hardwired into the camera. So I'm actually in the trunk of the vehicle, really, <laughs> like monitoring the scene, like kind of l- <laughs> lying on the floor next to the DP, and the sound, <laughs> the sound recordist is in there with us as That's well. That's a big trunk. It's a big. It was a. I can't remember what it was. SUV. <laughs> it was a yeah. A big a, thing. It was a Galaxy. <laughs> it was a Galaxy. We were in the back of the Galaxy.、Um, <laughs> so、wow. Think about that. That was that. Was, yeah. So sitting th- in the back of the Galaxy. Three crews stuffed in the back of the trunk, <laughs> and then four actors in the car, and then yeah, the, the the rig on the outside of the vehicle. So there's a lot. Hello and welcome to Tumversations. That's T H O M versations, where the H makes all the difference. It's a podcast of stories, experiences, and knowledge. And I'm Tom Cocaine, your host. How the H are you? How the H are you? It's been a while. It's been a while. But、uh, you know, overall, I gotta say I'm doing pretty good.、I've、got Rody Dog in the studio with me today, being a good dog. And、um, my life is really pretty good right now. You know, as、uh, Elise tells me, that these are the good times. These are the days you gotta try to hold on to while you've got them, and just be grateful for them, you know. And、um, it is good; things are good for me, and I hope that everyone has times like I'm having now. It, it, it kind of seems luxurious, you know. I can just sit back and kind of ponder things. My big pondering right now is, what else is there in life? Is what else can I accomplish? What's my next big goal? What's what's the thing? You know,、uh, normally、uh, I I do some kind of New Year's、um, not resolutions but goal setting for the year. You know, and I just kind of I started it and I paused. I'm like, well, let's started really thinking about what are some big things. Let's let's not be tiny. Let's think of some really big things that I want to accomplish in life. You know, you only get so much time, and I'm 52. Time is short, man. So, but、uh, overall, things are good. I hope you are doing good too. But today we're talking about movies, right? And now think for a second: how many movies have you seen? You know, I personally have seen a lot. I've seen many, many movies. And today we're going to talk to Benjamin James, and he's a filmmaker and an educator. So we'll talk about movies. We talk about、um, how they get created. How do you direct an actor to get a particular performance out of them? And how do you get the money to make a movie? And then we talk about what movies we like, what we movies we don't like. We talk about what we like about movies, and there's there's a lot in here. There's it's there's more. There's a lot to unpack. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. Plus, get this. Okay, this is. This is a big thing in someone's life. He's going to tell you about how his parents were kidnapped while they were in a foreign country, and they were held for 14 months. This happened when he was a teenager. Think how that would affect your life. Well, this part of his life really affected him, and it's a big reason he is a big fan of horror movies. He loves horror movies. Can see how you know there's a big thing, a connection there, right? 
So stick around for that. And if you want to jump to it, fine. That's about an hour into this conversation. Okay. And that's just enough time to go and get yourself a beer from the Moscow Brewing Company. (laughs) Well, if you got time to come here to Moscow, Idaho in the good old US of A, you know, they have this commitment. And that is to creating the highest quality ales from ingredients found throughout the inland Northwest. Locally grown grains and hops. And the quality, flavor, and consistent quality, you know, it just leaves you wanting another one. So stop in today and enjoy a selection of ales. They feature uh, great IPAs, rich stouts, everything in between. Get a crowler to go. Why not? Check out Moscow Brewing Company on Facebook and at Moscow Brewing on Instagram. Thank you again, Moscow Brewing Company, for sponsoring conversations. Now, with that done, uh, let's talk about movies with Benjamin James. Yeah, so this is it, man. Okay. You've got, you, you've got it already. This okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. This is easy. It's totally easy. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Benjamin James. I'm a, a filmmaker. Um, I'm originally from the UK, um, but I, I've lived in the US uh, for about 10 years now. I'm now a citizen, actually. Really? Congratulations. Became, thank you very much. Yeah, I became a citizen uh, this year, or last year, I suppose, in 2019. My wife and I became citizens. So, wow. Yeah. We heard you guys could use some help, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> More than you think. <laughs> no, uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an American now. Um, wow. And I teach in the film program at the University of Idaho. Uh, I teach screenwriting and some filmmaking classes and some film history as well. It's great. Yeah, and actually the way that we met, got in contact, is mm-hmm. you kind of uh, somehow or oh, another... Yes. Okay. You're, you're doing a movie, and then somehow my name came about. I don't remember how. I don't know how that did. That's right. Yes. So I was... I helped out with it. Yeah. We were making a film this summer, a film called Wake, which is a, a short film that I wrote. And um, I was... Uh, there's a... As you know, there's a, a moment in it where I wanted a, a kind of radio advert, uh, a, a voice for a, for a radio advert. Um, and... I was talking to some friends about it, uh, trying to find some some voice talent. Um, one of my friends, I think it's Chelsea, maybe said, "Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I know Tom. Mm-hmm. You should get in Tom. He would get in touch with Tom. He would he would he would dig this." Yeah, and uh, and you you did a brilliant job. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so how, so uh, like uh, we tried to do this. We wanted to do this a little bit sooner, but you're like, I can't. I'm, I'm deep into editing. Yeah. Is it done? Are you done fil- editing it? And how far along are you on that wake? Yeah, movie? so we're still in uh, post-production with the film. Um, one of the things about kind of uh, in- indie production is you don't have studio backing, so you don't have a ton of money. Um, so you have to just kind of do the work when, when you have the money. And so I've been uh, working on a lot of the post-production. And uh, now we're at a stage where we want to you know, get the film out to have some sound mixing done and uh, have a colorist do some do some color color grading work on it. Um, and then we really want to get it out on the festival circuit uh, early this year. So so I'm I'm pushing hard for that. Yeah. So yeah. what do you have a deadline? What's your or my <clears throat> my personal deadline is uh, I really want to get it done for the end of February because that's when the the first um, the first couple of festivals that I really would like to be at you mm-hmm. know, to attend with, with the take the film too uh that's when that's when their deadlines start coming up so 
that's what I'm pushing for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you get money? I mean, so you I mean, it's not you just take your paycheck and put it all toward that, or yeah. Um, so um, it's a uh, how do you get money? Um, lots of different ways. Uh, lots of different ways. Um, personally, you know, we were very lucky with with this film. Um, there was a, uh, a interdisciplinary grant through the university that was interested in supporting um, creative work that that crossed kind of departmental boundaries. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so um, you know, we run a film and television program, a, a, an interdisciplinary program that's working with the journalism uh, department, but we're working out of English and also with the theater students and, and, and so on. Uh, and so I, uh, I had this, I had this script and uh, a real, very clear idea about what I wanted to do um and I was looking for money all over the place to to make it and then I saw this this grant come up and I said to my my colleague Russ Russ Maif who's in journalism I said you know do you do you want to do you want to do this and uh and he was straight away he was like yeah let's let's go let's do it and uh my colleague Kelly Quinette who's the head of performance in theater she jumped on it straight away um uh, knowing very little about it, she was she was like, "Yeah, this sounds, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Let's yeah. go, um, hey kids, let's put on a show." Exactly, yeah. So that was re- that was really exciting. Um, and then uh, I have a, another colleague, Kyle Howerton, who's a um, uh, he's a clinical assistant in, in journalism as well, and he was uh, he was very keen to to produce. So he he did a brilliant job. Uh, yeah. So we we collaborated on putting the the, the kind of packet together, and uh, we we got. The money and so away we went yeah so you get some of the money well we got some of the money yeah we, right. we got uh, enough money to make you know we i i wanted to make a, a feature film and i'd written a, a had a feature film idea but i knew i wouldn't be able to raise the money for a feature film but i could raise the money to make a short film uh that would kind of work as maybe an, an introduction, um, but it could also, I rewrote it so it could kind of stand on its own uh, as its own piece. And, uh, and that, was, that was really like, exciting and challenging. So we had the money to make the short, uh, or at least to produce the, the, you know, to do the initial production of the short. Um, and now we've uh, received some other grants th- through the university, um, the Marilyn Hendricks grant, I think, or fellowship, and uh, we received some some money from the Idaho Commission on the Arts, uh, which we're very thankful wow, for. The, I Idaho know, Commission I, on the Arts, thank you. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know there was one. Quite honestly, you yeah. Know, if you if if I were thinking of Idaho and something that had to do with the arts, I just would think it would be just so minimally uh, funded. There's not a huge um, there's not a huge amount of money, and uh, but. But it exists, and uh, you know, good for if, that. If, I thank that's, goodness. That's that's wonderful. They they support a lot of projects, so we were very lucky to get to get some post production funding from them. That was great. So okay, now you're saying you didn't have enough money for a feature film. So what is your? Could you mind if I ask you about mm-hmm. money? So what are you okay. thinking? Like, okay, I'm going to need how much to do a feature movie? <clears throat> um, wow. Okay, for this for this project. Um, Gosh, that's a that's a great question for for this project for Wake. If I were to go away and and, and make it as uh, as a feature, you know, we 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 shot the short film, um, which is about twenty minutes uh, uh, long, and uh, we shot that for you know uh, a few thousand, 
so um, if I was going to pay everyone uh, properly, then uh, I think I think we could make it for fifty to a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I'd, I'd need to do a, a real budget breakdown. Yeah, make it for less than you know less than you would imagine. Yeah, because uh, I I hear about people who have made movies with like their phone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but Tangerine. Have you seen? Tangerine? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the movie I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah. You have to really trick out your phones to do that. It's yeah. uh, you know it's uh, I think that's maybe not to kind of uh, detract from from the the project or its creativity, but I think you you know one of the selling points of the story is like oh we made this phone we made this film on uh, on an iPhone, um, but then you know you, it costs quite a bit of money to add all the other accoutrements onto the iPhone to 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 make it. Uh, what it needs to be for for a, for a feature film. Still, it's very, it's very affordable. Um, yeah, so that's really yeah. That's and just really just think about sound as well, because yeah. you're not just using the the microphone on your phone. Yeah, because that's uh, it sounds you know. Well, there there are all sorts of uh, pieces of technology now, and all sorts of uh, workarounds that you can you can find different hacks and things like that to to get really really good images and really really good sound. And that's one of the things that we try and teach in the in the film program. You know, we we do some. Um, real basics nuts and bolts stuff in terms of like how to get really good clean sound how to really yeah. light something really really nicely and uh, and so on and uh, i was really lucky to work with uh, my dp on the film jace wrigley who is um really really tech savvy he's very like technically smart about these things so you know I would say, oh, I, you know, I want such and such a camera, like the Red Weapon, or or, or whatever. You know, I want this this yeah, this right. really fancy like 4K camera. And he'd be like, well, or you can spend half of that money, and you could use this camera and do this thing. And and that was invaluable to have somebody like that who can who can do that kind of thing for you. Yeah. Just be like, okay, well, you can still get that picture, but you can do it for this much if you just if you just think about it some more. You know, I'm very much. You know, I I love working with actors, and I, I love storytelling. Um, you know, uh, the the technical part is not my the, not my strongest suit. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really rely on people like you know talented cinematographers to to help me do things. <laughs> yeah, when I, I just think about I, like just going out and buying just a regular camera just to shoot film. I mean, like you're not more just to shoot still pictures. Mm-hmm. You know that. <laughs> I mean, there are catalogs, yeah, catalogs right. just for cameras, yeah. you know. And then once you add moving pictures to that, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, and now with all the digital things that you can add, or just like because it's a computer within that, yeah, you know, how big of a computer do you want to go, and how many things do you want that camera to do? It's wow, I yeah, yeah. and it can just go. I was talking yeah. to to my uh, composer, uh, the a guy, Dylan Champagne, who was doing some composition for the film. And he was talking about, he's shifting over from using a, he's been using, you know, Macintosh computers, his whole, mm-hmm. his whole career. And he does VFX as well as music composition. And uh, he's moving over to like building his own PC. Whoa. And he was telling me about like the world of PC builders. They're like hot rods, right? Like people yeah. have this, he was saying the style now is to have all these kind of pieces with a casing, the casing is kind of transparent and you have like these LEDs inside. So it kind of looks like a science fiction, like Doctor Who kind of machine. <laughs> you know, you can see all the pieces, all the tech yeah. inside it and people like paint it and, and put stuff on it. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's decided on a name for his... Uh, <laughs> it's got to have a name. you got to give it a name. Yeah. For his hot rod. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like people are really into that stuff. 
Yeah. And then once you get into cameras. Cameras, yeah. Uh, so, not to mention lenses. And, right. Yeah. And then sound and lighting and wow. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a real rabbit hole. Um, but fortunately, yeah. uh, like I say, uh, people like Kyle and you know, I, I definitely did my own due diligence on, on, on that. And we have lots of uh, really talented kind of filmmaking friends. Um, so we were able to kind of you know ask around our community and, and talk to them about well, you know, this is our price point. Yeah. This is where we're at. Um, you know, what would you recommend for this? What would you recommend for that? And uh, we we came up with a package that was that was really affordable, and we owned some of the equipment ourselves, so we were, we were in pretty good shape. Yeah. Cool. And then, so uh, so this is a twenty minute movie. That's the idea. Yeah, the moment's <laughs> about <laughs> the moment's about thirty minutes. So I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to I'm cutting 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 cutting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where the rubber hits the road. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that's tough because there are all these little nuances and pieces that you wanna that you wanna include when you're writing all these ideas that you have. And then you know I know that I really want it to be as short as it can be, as as succinct as it can be. And so I'm, I'm you know. Kill your darlings is the phrase, isn't it? So yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going through that. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, something that we use in radio is the fewest, most powerful words. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I should yeah. use that in my screenwriting class. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm going to yeah. write that down. Yeah, go ahead. Fewest, <laughs> or, fewest, or least most powerful words, and that way you can you're making the most impact with the least amount of time it takes. Cool. Uh, but this this podcast is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, like because what this the, is about abundance. Well, it kind of, it's you know, it's it's instead of like, uh, for example, like if you because I do all things considered, so you hear yeah. and like you hear an interview on all things considered, it may be a long one. It's mm. six to seven minutes, right. right? And they're probably in there for what maybe twenty to thirty minutes, maybe longer, uh-huh. and they cut everything out mm-hmm. in order to get the the best bits. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but when you sit here and have a long form conversation, you can just, you know, you can, it can weave and it can move around and, yeah. you know, we're like, we're, you know, it'll come back to whatever, or, you know, uh-huh. it, it yeah. just, it's uh, it, to me, it's a, uh, you get, there are people that right now, I think there's two versions of what people think they want. Okay. What people think people want. One is that attention span of the average American is three seconds. But there are all these programs, especially in the podcast uh-huh. form, that are just very long, mm-hmm. long form. Mm. So look at three hours. You know, my last podcast was three hours long. Yeah. And people listen to it. Well, I'm, you know, I just, uh, I love podcasts, especially for a, a long drive. But I also, I, I, you know, I walk my dog quite frequently and I go on kind of long runs. And, and we've got some beautiful mountains here. So I go for long runs and I listen to podcasts quite a bit. Um yeah, and I, I love that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And then when you get to movies, because there's so much, because like how much, what was the, like how much time in, I guess, shots? I'm not sure what to say there. Like the entire length of all the stuff that uh, was oh, the, shot. Oh, the duration of your footage. Yeah. Like dur- how long okay, is, how long is the total yeah. footage? Yeah. So I think when I was, you know, studying film and I, we were making short films in our, in our, um, in our program, uh, I think, and we were shooting on film, uh, oh, wow. uh, yeah. so they they were telling us to shoot at a ratio of around four to one. So if you're making a you know a ten minute short film, then you're going to have 
40, 45, 50 minutes of footage. Yeah, maybe five to one um, to cut through, which is a lot, a lot to cut through. Yeah, you know, um, a huge amount, uh, it seems like. But now that you live in the, you know, we live in the digital age, I think that's even, even greater because you can, the footage itself, like the film stock doesn't cost you anything anymore. Oh, right? yeah. So it's yeah. just your own time. How much time you have to film uh so you can just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and so you end up with a lot a lot more stuff the problem there is you know that that discipline about okay i can leave the camera on you and we can just go for some takes you know and keep keep going at it uh and i can i can kind of guess uh have a guess about how i'm going to get this performance out of you or or, you know do that on off the cuff and maybe that yields a really a really true real performance but if you have like this um limit of of oh well you've got 20 feet of film so Mm. you gotta you gotta get it so then you're gonna really really sharpen up with like laser focus okay i'm gonna say this thing to tom and he's gonna give me the performance so what is the thing that i need to what's the piece of direction that i need to give him you know um that's where rehearsal, I guess, come into yeah, play. Yeah, so I think that's really, I find that that whole process really, uh, I love that. Mm. I, I love directing and working with, with actors and, and talking to them about their character and their role and, you know, what, what they intend, what's in their way. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I find that really exciting. And just seeing people get there, uh, that's, that, that's really cool. Yeah, and then suddenly you've got you know, and I think about a feature film like, um, uh, like uh, okay, I'm, I'm rewatching like uh, the the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, okay. And so I have the extended version, and then <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, man, this movie's like you know close to three hours. Just think of what they had to cut. each each one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. And then you do, and then if you look at the extras, you know, they do each scene <laughs> seven, eight times, you know, or right. whatever it well, takes to get the shot. So like, this is ah, the thing, I suppose. The the, takes the, the the technical aspects can be can be complicated. You know, yeah. um, you know. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we'll have the, this moving dolly shot. We're gonna come down this corridor. We'll go around this corner. You know, then there's an explosion, or then the dragon comes out, or, or whatever. Um, that can take time. But if you have um, great actors, this is the one thing that I really appreciated during our film in the summer. We we worked with this actress um, from Seattle, uh, Sophia Schloss, and um, and she she's. 16 or 17 oh, i think wow and she was the main main character in the in the film and she was phenomenal she was phenomenal and she was in she's in a disney show at the moment she's just booked a disney show i can't remember what it's called um but she's like a real star now i'm really excited wow you know i can't think of so, i don't think i was great at anything at 16 or i know well I, I saw some footage of her when she was like i think she was like five or six and she was like incredible like precocious but extremely cute at the same time Mm. i was like wow Mm -hmm. she's like six or something she was she's a real talent really amazing anyway she uh having her on set um you know some of the some of the crew were, were, were concerned about you know bringing this bringing this this actor in and uh you know how much it was going to cost and, and, and the time and her availability and all these things. But then when we, when we had her, 
it was absolutely all worth it because you could say to her, oh, Sophia, in this scene, you're doing this and and then, and, you know, I, I'd like you to think about this thing. Um, let's let's go for a take. And she would just nail it in, you know, one one take. She would just nail it straight away. Wow. And it really it didn't seem to matter what. Or well, a lot of the time she would really nail it or, or thereabouts. So in, instead of having to take, you know, six, seven, eight, nine takes of a thing, you could get it in, you know, two or three takes max. Um, so then you're in this amazing position where you, you get to say to the actor, okay, now do whatever you want to do. And that was great because then she would just do something quite different. And honestly, that was usually better than the the thing that I'd come up with. So, so yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, and get a choice. Yeah, you get this range of options, and then you get that back to the the edit suite, and you're like, okay, great, this is good, <laughs> this is good. You know, because that's the that's one of the terrifying things. You you burn through your day, you know, really really quickly. Just you really hope that you're getting what what you want. Um, but then you have to, you know, sit down at the end of the day and look at it and, and that can give you quite a lot of anxiety because you've put a lot of people under mm. a lot of pressure and mm-hmm. you've spent a bunch of money and, uh, and, and then you get to, to watch the footage and you're like, did we get it? And it's, yeah, it's so, it's so exciting when you, when you, when you know, you've got the takes, it's, it's, it's great. It feels great. Yeah. And then, uh, boy, you're just sitting there. I I can imagine the anxiety, you know, because mm-hmm. you know? yeah. yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. Now that I think about it, let's just think about one scene. Okay. Like if you think about a, a single scene, it just it, like, it takes, you know, a few seconds on screen, mm-hmm. but that takes days of prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a great example of that was um, – <clears throat> When I was writing the, the the film, I thought, oh, I really want this 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 one scene to happen in a in a car. You know, they're driving from their home to this fundraiser that they're going to go to, mm-hmm. uh, and the dad is a he's a politician, and he's talking he's talking about, um, you know, I I, I do this, I put this bit of uh, money into uh, some of this outreach, and you know, hopefully, I knock that up a few more percentage points, and I'll win this election, you know, and that makes. Your dad is going to be the mayor and, you know, this kind of thing. So he's, he's in his own little world. Uh, and then the, the daughter is, is, is kind of, um, she's just had this kind of horrible nightmare. So she's like got this, what I call a nightmare hangover. She's thinking about, oh, she's thinking about that. Uh-huh. The mother is, um, she's kind of disabled. And so uh, uh, we don't really know what her condition is at the moment, but she seems to be in her own place as well. And then the little, there's a little boy in the back and he's like playing on an iPad. And so I wanted them all in this one space, but them all to be separate, you know, to be there in the, each of them in their own little worlds. Uh, and so, you know, we had a camera, a car rig mounted on the, on, on the car, you know, with the cameras on the outside of the windows. And we would go and, you know, we'd set it up and, and, and shoot, you know, we'd drive down the, the street and get one side of the conversation and then we'd re, you know, rewind and drive down the street and get the other side of the conversation and you'd hit bumps and you'd hit potholes or people would drop a line or, or the timing would be wrong on one, on one thing, um, you know, and there's traffic to consider. So you have those four actors in the car, you have the camera running on the outside of the vehicle you know, that's mounted on the outside. Then you have, um, you know, cables running to monitors and the monitor is uh, like hardwired into the camera. 
So I'm actually in the trunk of the vehicle. Really? <laughs> like monitoring the scene, like kind of lying on the floor <laughs> next to the DP. And the sound <laughs> the sound recordist is in there with us as That's well. That's a big trunk. It's a big, it was a, I can't remember what it was. SUV. <laughs> it was a, yeah. A it was big a, thing. It was a Galaxy. Okay. It was a galaxy. We were in the back of the galaxy. Um, so wow! Think about that. That was that. Was, yeah. So the sitting th- in the back of the galaxy. Three crew stuffed in the back of the trunk, and then four actors in the car, and then yeah, the the, the rig on the outside of the vehicle. So there's a lot going on, and then all of our production assistants on the street, like trying to watch traffic and and organize extras and things like that. So that was you know, and this is just a short film, so. There's there's a lot a lot going into it. Wow, I just can't even think of the prep for that. I mean, first it has to be written, mm-hmm. and then and then that part is edited. Uh-huh. The is, writing's it, the easy part. I guess. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the ideas aren't aren't a problem. It's like then uh, yeah, managing all all of the all the factors to 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 bring it to life is the is the tough work for for me. You know, like yeah, you know, but that's you have an excellent producer like Kyle, and you're in, you're in pretty good shape. Okay, so there's something I don't really know. What does a producer do? Oh, okay, great. Because you see, like, in a movie, there'll be, like, you know, anymore there's 17, 18 producers. Some of them are executive. Yeah, right. Okay, so for me, um, and every film, the the relationship between the director and the producer will be specific, will be will be different. Um, the, the bottom line for me is that, like, the, the director has a vision, you know, has an idea um, and sometimes the, the producer will be more creatively involved and kind of share that vision and uh, and 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 sometimes maybe not so much um, but the producer's job is really to bring all of the factors together so that the director's vision can be realized almost like a project manager yeah so um we're we're making a we're making a uh we were talking about crouching tiger hidden hidden dragon yeah, earlier right uh-huh. so uh, we're making a, a a martial arts movie a busha movie um so okay i want chow yun fat and uh, i do too you know uh, we both want chow yun fat right okay and uh, and that's he's gonna fight some of the some some you know like faceless guards in 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 armor okay so you need to uh, organize, make sure that we've got a contract with those actors, make make sure that they know when they're going to turn up and uh, what their lines are. And we've got to get Chow Yun-Fat into some, into some training program uh, like so many weeks in advance of, of, of shooting. Um, so we want to book rehearsals and we've got to have like a, a, somebody who's going to be there to make them familiar about uh, with the with the weapons and the, the action that they're going to do. The producer is going to put all of that together. They're also going to, you know, properly uh, help manage like the scouting of locations um, and getting all of the logistics in place, like getting the cast and the crew and food and lights uh, to that place. That's why, you know, so many people like using studios. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, because they'll, they'll this come is with much them. more control. Oh, right? I see. Everything so is here. Ah, right? right. So you don't have to go and get it. In filmmaking terms, you. You know, you might. Uh, when I'm talking about screenplays, you might talk about uh, writing a block comedy, uh, where where um, you know, like four Christmases or something, right? Like the this couple have to go to four different Christmases with their oh, with their different sets of parents over okay. over Christmas Day, and it's going to be hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, you know, you can shoot that on the block, like you can shoot that in in a number of studios or sound stages, uh-huh. right? Uh, uh-huh. So everything is all in one place. 
mm-hmm. you know, and maybe we'll go and shoot some exteriors later, you know, to be like, oh, this is them outside in the car. This is when it's snowing and they kiss at the end, you know. Um, but most of it is going to be shot all in one place. And that is much easier for a producer because everything is in this one building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the producer's job is bringing all of those things, all of those things together. Uh, and for an indie short, low budget film like ours, you know, you have producers who are really, really working their socks off to squeeze every bit of value out of every single dollar that you have. You know? Yeah, and that's probably just part time. You know, besides their regular job, I assume. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's a lot. And then, so, um, so I was doing a certain amount of producing work as well as directing the film, and then Kyle was the main producer, and then. Um, Russ uh, was the executive producer and the executive producer tends to be more of the money and influence person. Uh, So they may not necessarily be on set or on location with you, um, but they are on the phone and in that office quite quite a bit, uh, just like helping things, having what I call the big machine of the production being organized so making sure that contracts are sorted and money is going to the right places and yeah. I like uh, that. So they're the influencer. They make sure that, hey, you know, Chow, you know, look, you yeah. know, we can, we you can know get me. you. Yeah. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> but let's say you just kind of knock it down 10 grand. What do you, I mean, right. we can do that, right? I mean, it's going to make the film better, yeah. you know, whatever it takes to well, get, yeah. to get the, to, <laughs> that person's going to do whatever it takes to get you, the director, whatever it is that you think you should have. Right. Yeah. And the producers say, okay, we have all these things. Now we need all these things. I have to go get those things. Go get those things. Make sure that they're all in the right place at the right time. And then there's other people beyond that. Like, the- And then, yeah, then, then you split down into all the other de- departments. So you have the camera department, which is headed up by the director of photography. Um, and they'll have, you know, a, a first, uh, you know, a camera, a number of camera assistants and, and, and gaffers and best boys. And things okay. Like what are those things? Okay. Uh, What's what, the... what is a, a gaffer? A gaffer is somebody who, um, uh, rigs lighting generally speaking and does a lot of the donkey work around the, the, the set, but, um, they're actually very kind of, uh, skilled, hardworking people and uh you know um don't get a lot of awards and visibility but um you need you know if you're especially if you're shooting something that that requires a lot of skill in terms of uh lighting uh then you you want really good gaffers best boy uh i think is the head electrician but i can't remember now i think that's right (laughs) um what else so that, you have your the, 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 yeah, but I'm just saying those two, like a gaffer, is a mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing because I know in in because uh, at Northwest Public Broadcasting yeah. we we use gaffer tape for the TV, exactly TV production stuff. Yeah. It's basically to keep cables down is what it's used in, and for everything it's yeah. very strong. I tape. don't know what the etymology of gaff the the job title gaffer is. I think it's because in England in the UK you'd say oh he's he's the old gaffer like he's my gaffer which means he's my boss. I see. You know, um, so I don't know if the word is as just like a holdover from some kind of like, oh, he's like they, he or she are the, are the, are the boss of this department, huh. you know, the gaffer. Um, I don't know. That's not, that sounds right. I mean, why not? Let's look into that. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
Find out what this really means. Um, sorry, apologies to anyone who is a gaffer and knows much more about this than I yeah. do. Um, I, think, I think I'm right. Okay. I wonder how many females there are that are best boy. Uh, y- yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wonder if that's, that's going to change best person. Or, yeah. They, 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 should, they should do that. That would be, that would be great. That would be great. Um, that's one thing neutral. that we're trying to uh, kind of do now. Um, you know, we as we move into making our next production is we really want to have, um, you know, kind of 50, 50, 50 representation, um, you know, behind the camera as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, uh, so I've been in touch with, um, for example, women in film in Seattle, uh, are a really, really, really great group. And that's, uh, one, actually that's how I came across, uh, Sophia who was in the film. Um, I went to one of their, events and i think they screened a feature film that sophia was in uh which was uh directed by um a seattle filmmaker called megan griffiths who's terrific and um yeah i got to got to meet megan and her producer Lacey, and they they put me in touch with sophia so i yeah i think that's really that's really important uh right now it's like you're seeing um, more representation behind the camera, and we need to see that happening. And that's something you know. Well, Oscars coming up, and that's something that they they get dinged for. It seems almost every year. Is, yeah, yeah. Well, so it sort of seems to be a lot of old white guys that you know are getting the nod for yeah. best director or best movies, even etc. Yeah, people. yeah. Well, it's it's um, I you know, <laughs> it's the it's the Academy Awards and those kind of awards. You know those, those those big awards are they're, they're these huge industries, you know, and they're and they're um, uh, obviously there to celebrate the 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 American or the Hollywood film industry, uh, and uh, whether we like it or not, um, the film industry over over the last you know over its history, but certainly over the last kind of 25, 30 years has become more and more risk averse. It's been become, that's why you, I think you've seen so many more franchises and, and, and sequels and things being made. You know, everything is a universe now. It's not just a movie. It's, there's a, right. there's a universe or there's a multiverse, uh, uh, yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so I, I think, uh, studios have become more risk averse, um, the industry has become more risk averse. They want to, to make, oh my, make yeah, their well, money. They're making and... another Dr. Doolittle movie. Oh yes. I mean, the, or it's made. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, been made. Oh, it's been made. Good Lord. I think it's supposed no. to be getting some, uh, some, some tough, some tough critical responses in, in the region of like, um, it's cause you heard about cats, the cats movie, which yeah, I heard I guess, is, um, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, but I've heard that it's, it's quite something to behold. But I think uh, my wife was telling me that the Dr. Doolittle movie is getting some, some tough scrutiny as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think those are, those are the kinds of properties that people think of as, or some studios think of as being surefire bets, right? That they, we can make a movie of this size and release it at this time of year, a family movie, and we can, we can get a good return. Yeah, but then it. you've got movies like, uh, what's the one, Jojo... Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Taika I Waititi's... have not seen that, but I mean, yeah. I, the premise mm-hmm. of the movie is, you know, this kid and he imagines uh, of Hitler is yes. talking to him because he is a Hitler youth and mm-hmm. this story that goes along with it. And yeah. I guess it's a positive storyline. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that is kind of really outside. Yeah. What an interesting and new concept of story. I think that's fascinating. Like people like 
uh, Taika Waititi being, uh, you know, um, yeah, coming into the in, into the mainstream and and kind of just disrupting it and changing it and from New uh, Zealand of all places. Yeah, you know. absolutely. I think he's uh, part Maori. Yeah, and, I believe so too. Uh, I can't remember what his other lineage is, but yeah, he's a really interesting guy, and he actually. Um, he was he directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, which yeah. I, which I, I haven't caught at court uh, of of Marvel movies that I've seen that uh, that was that was fun. It's kind of like a buddy movie. Yeah, I was going to say it's supposed to be really funny and it is. like a lot of fun. And, it is and, funny. And, and quite quite strange. Uh, so yeah, I think I yeah, that. that's that's really. I don't know. I I have a I've mixed feelings about this um, because on the one hand. You know, um, like back in the 1960s and 1970s, you had this moment where the Hollywood studios didn't really have a grip on um, what was happening in culture anymore. And the movies started to become less and less relevant to, to young people hmm. and less, less and less, less and less young people were going to, to movie theaters, generally speaking. You know, and there was a big market there. The teenage market became its own thing, like quite rapidly in the 1960s. You know, suddenly there are these teenagers and they have money and they want to go out and they want to socialize yeah. uh, and they want to see themselves being represented you know and um you know and then you had this moment where new new hollywood came along where where they said okay well instead of having you know these these old school directors that we've had around for a long time or put through this this kind of uh you know program uh, or, or whatever we're, we're gonna bring in young like film film educated um uh, young people, twenty somethings, and uh, have them direct their own visions, you know, their own creative visions, and then you have this big kind of burst of creativity with people like Spielberg and Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola, even Woody Allen, you know, people like that, really, really kind of breaking breaking through and really changing changing the the film landscape, you know, uh, changing the, the rules and the kinds of films that were getting made, and then suddenly you had you know, all of these films becoming incredibly relevant and important. That's when Jaws comes out and Taxi Driver and The, the Godfather and, you know, uh, and so on and so on, all these, these kind of big classic movies. Um, so there's this kind of what I would call, in a way, like a, what, like a retoxification of the industry or something? Like there's, the industry gets a shot, shot, shot in the arm. Um and as time has gone on, uh, you know, that kind of model has, has stayed uh, somewhat the same. You know, we're going to have film educated graduates coming through and making short films and then making features. And um, um, but the studios have become more risk averse. They're not taking those 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 kind of bigger risks that they might have taken back in the, the, the 1960s and the 1970s with things like Taxi Driver and, and so on. So. So uh, you've got this different um, economic situation that's a f that affects the way that, uh, that that films get made, and that, that also puts all these kind of pressures on on talent and the way that talent gets kind of funneled through the system. Because you know, I wonder if you, that I, I I understand you're saying like when you say uh, risk averse for the 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 um, the uh, the, the the big production houses, I guess, mm -hmm. yeah. But then again, if you look at what's going on on Netflix, I mean, mm. they, they have. I, I think right now is going to be just a an amazing time yeah. to be a, a a filmmaker. Yeah, there are so many venues. Exactly. Yeah, and and so I I think this is this is why uh, 
you know, I, I'm in two minds about it, I suppose, in, in some ways, because, um, yeah, there are all these incredible uh, places where you can you, you can have your have your material seen your platform um it's uh yeah it's really um a question of sorry tom i need a i need a minute to oh, kind of formulate no, this that's thought. all right no, don't worry about it i mean because i mean if you think about it i mean like if you do amazon and and Netflix are two big ones that I can think of are just platforms. I mean, just or or even that, just putting it out on Netflix or on a YouTube. Yeah, you know, you can. There's a that that platform there as well. Yeah, I mean, just... I, well, I think as as uh, as you've developed all these kind of digital platforms and, and the, the, these ways of like you know streaming movies online and stuff, there are more and more ways that people can can see films, and that's and that's uh, just adding to the way that the kind of landscape kind of uh fragments more and more which is fascinating to me you know mm-hmm. like the, the way that you, you know back in as i was saying back in that like the 60s or 70s there would be certain movies right that everyone would have seen or like most people would see yeah and nowadays there's so much content oh yeah so much content with with netflix and amazon and hbo and mm-hmm. And and you know YouTube and Hulu and and so on and so on um, that it, it yeah it's become so kind of fragmentary and like dis- dispersed uh, yeah so it actually makes it even it makes it more difficult for somebody to actually maybe find that yeah so that I can I see that's... where like you're saying how people, like a major motion picture houses uh, mm. like uh, Universal can mm. become risk averse because mm. they have to put so much money into the movie yeah. to get anything out of the movie. Correct. Yeah, and uh, and and that's why we I think we see a lot of, you know, uh superhero movies and 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 French like the Star Wars movies for example that are just like, oh, we we know that we can sell this and we're going to we're going to sell it again. And mm. you know, I just saw that there's a, a Ghostbusters movie that's 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 coming out. I- Really? Yeah. Um, with uh, Paul Rudd, who I love, by the way. Paul Rudd is, is amazing. I yeah. love him. Mm. Um, but uh, but it, it's um, fascinating because it's it's it, it's really interesting to me how this 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 particular story has 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 come to be because it when you watch the trailer you see it and you you, you realize oh this is this is Stranger Things. Oh, uh-huh. this, these are like these are some of the actors from that show oh really uh yeah and and here's a location that is not too dissimilar from you know what's the name of the town in stranger things hawkins or something anyway i don't know okay so but you know we're 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 in this kind of similar kind of location Mm -hmm. uh and with these kinds of with these kinds of you know adolescent kids and uh and but then it becomes a ghostbusters film you realize it's a ghostbusters film and you're like oh Okay, interesting. So it's 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 kind of more maybe a more serious comedy because Ghostbusters is a comedy. It's a comedy, yeah, you right, know. yeah. I I don't know. I don't know quite how to take. I mean, I guess Stranger Things has uh, is a real you know it's a sci fi thriller comedy yeah, kind of mix as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that that's that's fascinating to me how how they're taking the franchises and trying to kind of spin them into these into these new new things that that will sell um but be be the same thing but different you know uh, and so that's coming back to you know it was a long way around but coming back to what i was saying about taika watiti like i love what he's doing uh, I, I love his attitude to art and his uh, approach to filmmaking is 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 really fun uh and uh, really enjoyable um 
And the same thing I think is true with like somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Donald Glover, for example, you know, oh, wow, like yeah. he's, he's doing, you know, Childish Gambino is doing all this like incredible stuff. And he has this amazing show called Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, my and being in a star wars movie yeah and well is john is oh yeah he was in the the solo movie yeah Yeah, right yeah so i i guess i become i don't know unnecessarily like uh worrisome for these incredibly talented people because i'm like you know you've got this amazing talent and, and and potential and all these ideas please don't just end up doing the next Star Wars movie oh, or the next James. Uh, Do you know I what see. I mean? Yeah, yeah, and just, and like Remy Malek. Just for a payday kind of a right, thing. Right, you know, uh, because there's, so, there's such exciting, interesting talents mm-hmm. uh, that I feel in a way, you know, I, I want to hear their new stories rather than the old, the old stories with them stuck in it. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, sure. You want, you would rather hear like something that, that that's original for them. Than yeah. to have them be in something that in an older like intellectual property that's being kind of you know repackaged for for a contemporary audience. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be. You know, <laughs> I, I went and watched the the new Star Wars movie. I, I grew up with Star Wars as a, as a kid, so I, you know, I I couldn't not go and see it. Um, but at the same time, I think it's so important to have you know uh, that that same thing that I was talking about in the maybe in the sixties, a similar kind of thing, like a retoxification or a shot in the arm. You know, we you need new stories, uh, and especially in 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 the twenty first century, I think we need we need to be telling stories different different kinds of stories uh, that don't always have the same, maybe don't have the same structures anymore. You know, yeah. and don't always have these same endings or, or or whatever and i think that's really that really interests me yeah and there are so many stories <laughs> i mean we could sit here right now and, and make a new story but you know like uh what if there's a saying too that you know that there's there's nothing new everything's been done before yeah it, but you just have to tell it in a more modern way right um, yeah i think that's uh, i think that's a real exciting challenge you know like i <clears throat> i love that idea and i guess you know what i'm what i'm uh complaining about these studios doing is, is is a similar kind of thing they're just doing on these on, the, on these massive bigger budget scales but i think it's it's so interesting to to take you know genre filmmaking for example and and try and find new new ways to to approach it you know like i i was really inspired by jordan peele's movie get out when it came out a few years ago mm. and uh, that really kind of uh you know kick-started our um passion for for this project in a way we were like you know i had been working on this but and then i was like no this is really necessary to to really talk about uh uh things that i you know i find horrific that i think are truly horrific and and try and find a way to kind of express those through 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 movies through yeah through cinema yeah uh, and, and thrilling as well yeah you know, not just not just scary but like oh yeah this is i, I think this is kind of creepy kind of gives me like a little anxiety kind of but also what's going to happen yeah you, know, you got to have that what's going to happen yeah that's that's so that's so essential to uh uh storytelling generally speaking is just having having a set of stakes uh and having the audience having the audience care about what's going to happen uh and that's so important to, to horror storytelling as well right i was kind of say to my students you know like the the creaking on the stairs is much more exciting 
than actually being presented with the monster itself, you know, because you then invite the audience to do their own storytelling, right? The audience takes part in imagining, fantasizing, whatever, whatever it is that's coming up the stairs, which is much more frightening and much more, uh, I don't know, uh, it's, they, they make their own scary thing. Yeah. And this is, well, that so like you you add that that what that the couple of things came to my mind mm-hmm. that that so like you talk about the creek and the stairs the first thing that i thought of was uh, uh psycho mm-hmm. uh and going down the stairs and like don't go down oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know what happens in basements don't go down in the basement what are you doing yeah. duh <laughs> it's horror movie 101 and then the other thing you talk about that creek and the stairs reminds me of um because I, I I love radio, and mm-hmm. so part of it that's we I really love about it is theater of the mind. So you can have like cool. if you do that, but it's let me make it just completely black and just have a creaking stair or right. a couple of creep, creaking stairs. Uh-huh. Like something is moving mm-hmm. without having showing any picture, and suddenly in your own mind, you already know. Don't do that. Don't yeah. go down the stairs yeah. or whatever. Absolutely, and I, I that was the thing that I wanted to really um, get at with with the short film that we made in the summer with wake, you know, trying to, um, I was really interested in, in fear, uh, just as an, uh, a human emotion and, and how it's, how profoundly effective it is in terms of, uh, manipulating us and causing us to do, to do things. I think, you know, a, a lot of violence gets perpetrated because people are fearful you know, and I think if you if you kind of channel fear into into people in a certain way, then uh, they 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 get uh, they can they can be really aggressive because they're afraid. You know, because they 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 don't know. Fear plus ignorance is is a good is a good recipe for some hatred and some violence. And I think that's that's uh, I think that's a really important thing to kind of um, try and grapple with. Uh, so I was yeah I was kind of fascinated by trying to to look at that in the film. And that's what this is. That's what Wake is about. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say that's that's really what the the, the core idea is is concerned with. Uh, you know, the <clears throat> the story is just uh, there's a high school age girl, and she um, she starts having these these nightmares that she believes are going to come true, um, uh, but she can't really do anything to to stop them coming true and you you start telling people oh you know i i have dreams uh where i see the future and then it happens then that you know they don't necessarily believe you i don't think uh and for me that seemed like uh, a profoundly terrifying <laughs> situation to be in you know where where you would say oh, this thing is going to happen and i dread it i f- i don't know i think we've all experienced that oh something is something whether it's you're going to get told off by your parents or like you've done something generally quite bad and you know, you the know, the best what's man is getting up for a speech. Oh God. Right. <laughs> you we don't all, know. <laughs> we've all had that, that sinking feeling of dread. Yeah, right. You know what's coming and you, you can't do anything about it. And that, and that's, um, that's a kind of terrifying experience. And I, I wanted to kind of, uh, like really think about, really think about that. Uh, because I think we, we put our, if if I may say so, I think we we tend to put our our kids in these these kinds of situations. Uh, mm. uh, you know, we we you know, if you, you think about like the climate crisis, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you you uh, 
my my son is five years old uh at some point you know and i think about this all the time i, I think about well how how am i going to explain this to to freddie you know that maybe the planet is gonna die or maybe the environment is gonna be like permanently ruined or you're never gonna see these animals again and and why well because well we knew what the problem was but we didn't do anything about it you know and that you know i dread that <laughs> that 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 i find that really really frightening and and the, the you know uh the same the same thing with them um, you know i'm from the uk where we don't have gun culture for example so mm-hmm. the same thing with uh you know the, the idea of mass shootings that that seem to be quite prevalent over the last few years and there was an uptick in those over the last few years in this country uh the idea that my son was going to school and they would practice having a lockdown in his school um i'm like you know i'm exposing this this person to to fear um uh profound fear because the monster is coming yeah the monster is coming we don't know when it's going to coming but we're going to prepare we're going to prepare the, for the unknown it, you know. monster and 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 that's Ugh. and that's but that's something we're wow. actually mm-hmm. like asking our you know the, the people who live in the world right now to kind of to kind of go through that experience yeah you know i'm just thinking about that when i was a kid it, we had to hide under our desk because the nuclear bomb was right. going to come off right and and you know i almost duck think duck and cover that's almost more terrifying uh-huh. because you have zero control you can't yeah. even see that coming right it's just going to come and then like my desk is going to save me but you know right but that is something out of the sky could fall at any time and destroy everything yeah, just, you know, yeah. get under your desk. Yeah. Oh, great. You know, and this is like, okay, that it's right there. But, uh-huh. uh, but equally as terrifying. I'm not trying to, no, uh, no, there. to belittle anybody's <laughs> yeah. fear that. I'm yeah. not at all. But, I mean, something totally external you have no control over. You yeah. can't even see it. It's just going to happen. Mm. Uh, I don't know which is better. <laughs> They're both bad. <laughs> but, yes. They're both all, bad. All of these things are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that the those things absolutely uh really really fascinate me that you know that we will kind of create an environment where with those those kinds of uh yeah those kind of experiences are, are kind of regular kind of normalized for 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 kids to a to a certain extent and uh and and that's something that i really wanted to kind of yeah pierce and and, and get inside and, and how do you do how do you think you did um I think uh I think we're in a really good place. I think in, in terms of the film, uh I think uh it's it's kind of um you know the idea was was to hopefully leave people wanting more. Oh, you know, yeah. and uh-huh. uh uh I think I think it's I think it's going to do that. <laughs> I've got my fingers crossed. I think it's going to be <laughs> We'll see. I think it's going to be great. No, it's it's awesome. It's it's really good. I mean, yeah, with with great actors and Wake uh, to the Coming Dawn. Well, the idea Tom, is to is to um is to make the feature, you know. Uh, oh. that's really what I want to do. I've been, I've I've written um the feature version of this, I've been working on the feature version of it. So that's something that I really want to do. And I actually came by this because I was taking a break from another, another project. Um, I was, uh, been working on, uh, uh, an adaptation of my parents' memoir. And, uh, Whoa. so I, uh, and that was quite 
tough working on that and so i thought oh i'll, I'll write a horror film instead that'll be <laughs> that'll be easier to that'll be easier to stomach but yeah i've got to go back to that project and and continue with that so are your parents still alive or yes yeah, so um so, so just i'll give you the the, the, the story yeah, no, I'm as, in as quick memoir, as i can yeah. um, okay. so when uh back in 1997 um my parents were um aid workers they they traveled to uh grozny in chechnya wow uh to um kind of run a center for children who had been orphaned by the russian invasion of chechnya the russo-chechen war um, so, um, the center's called little star, uh, and they had all of these, these kind of war traumatized orphans in, 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 at the center. And so, um, my parents went there and, and, uh, ran, helped, helped run the center for, for a number of months. Um, and while they were living in, in Grozny, they were kidnapped. Um, so a bunch of, you know, armed guerrillas broke into their, into their apartment in the middle of the night and just chucked them in a car and drove them off through the night and then terrifying uh, wow it's really terrifying yeah so um and then they were they were held hostage for 14 months um and uh, and then they were uh returned so um uh yeah that's the that's the that's the story and how old and were you at this time i was a teenager yeah i was like 16 and you you were with them no, I was I was a theater. I was a drama student at the time. I really wanted to be an actor, and uh, I'd been spending. You know, my my stepmother Camilla used to run all these kind of um, like drama camps for kids and and things like that. So I would go and help facilitate those and do do theater games with 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 kids, and um, and so I was I was planning to go. I thought that was that was kind of my my summer plan was okay my folks are going to go to go to um the balkans and i'm going to go out and join them and do some get some kind of experience doing this kind of this kind of work with the with these kids um and that was like my that was my plan for the summer but then they then they got kidnapped so i <laughs> had to make some different plans wow how did you feel uh that was that's like a formative experience for me for sure yeah that was uh really very very difficult um because you just you you get very very little information uh you know um we we knew that they'd been kidnapped but we didn't hear anything other than they've been kidnapped and we're trying to you know the police might be looking into it or like the the british home office will have some have try and have some people like do some investigating um and then we would you know, a few, I think maybe after a couple of months, we received like a, an initial, uh, ransom letter, um, through the home office, the British or the foreign office. I can't remember. Maybe the home office. Um, and, uh, we had a, and then we received, uh, later on, we received a video, um, which was pretty upsetting just of, of them, you know, being held in this bunker underground and, and just asking us to send the, you know, millions of dollars. And, uh, and yeah, so it was really, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was really tough. But, um, you know, they, they survived and they came back. Uh, that's, so that's great. Well, how yes. did you deal with that? 
Um, how did I deal with it? I, not very well. And <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think anybody's going to deal with it well. I mean, yeah. I mean, suddenly you're you know you're a teenager, fifteen years old, and your parents are kidnapped. Yeah. in a foreign country. Yeah. by for a year, for over a year. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't. I'm, I'm just, I don't even. I don't know where to go. So yeah. So what, what well, did I you was do? I was living with. Um, I was kind of living with my. So my my mother and father are, are divorced, and so I was li- at the time. Uh, yeah. So my this is my um, my father and my stepmother who were kidnapped in, in Chechnya, and uh, and so I would spend time. I I'd been raised by my grandparents. So I was living with my grandparents at the time. Mm -hmm. And then my mother, uh, who I'd not known for many years, I didn't meet my mother really until I was about 16 or 15 or 16. So around the same time, actually. Um, So I had just recently kind of struck up a new relationship with my mother. So I was spending some time with her as, as well. So between those two places... Um, you had some stability, at least. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, my grand grandparents were uh, provided some some real stability, and my, my, my mother was was really understanding and you know talked to me a lot. Um, but but yeah, it was really it was really tough. Uh, it really damaged my um, confidence uh, quite profoundly, which was which was a which was really tough. I was uh, a very gregarious and kind of confident and outgoing boy uh and then this happened and uh, i think that really kind of just and un- un- you know pulled the rug out from under me so to speak and so i, I became quite uh insular for for quite a while um so yeah just kind of a, a steady road coming back out of that uh, has t- taken a while did you did you seek counseling or have you had counseling for that yeah it's yeah absolutely i think it's you. really really important to um kind of uh, examine those things and uh, and help yourself uh you know help yourself out of them because it, you know you can become embittered for example you can get very angry you know and you don't really you know you don't want that kind of energy that those kinds of emotions like further damaging your life you know, uh, or other people's lives. And so you've got to, uh, it's really important to, to like seek help and advice and friends are really important to you. You know, having good friends is really key. Um, but this is something that, that I think I took from the situation as well. You know, the, the men who, who kidnapped my, my folks, um, they had had everything taken away from them. You know, they, 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 had their businesses blown up you know and they'd had their lives destroyed they had their they'd lost wives and children and families uh, and they had very 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 little other than okay well I've, I, I i've got a gun and, and nothing to lose and not much to lose you know yeah absolutely so they were they had also had some really 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 t- tough terrible things happened to them and so you know they my parents unfortunately endured you know they, my, my stepmother was raped a number of times and uh, my my father was uh well they were both physically abused quite quite a bit um uh and i really saw those actions as you know um symptoms uh of of the abuse that the or the the trauma that these men had 
experience themselves. You know, they'd been put through hell in quite a literal sense, I think. And so they were just passing it on in a, in a way, you know, not to um, assuage their responsibility or, or, or whatever. But uh, I, I, so I, that was what I wanted to do was to kind of be a, maybe not a full stop and maybe I'm not a full stop to that, but maybe you take, you try and take that badness, that, that evil, that aggression, that violence, um, and you, you turn it into something positive, right? You try and you tell stories about it and you, you find ways to think about it so that other people, you know, have, uh, have a, have a new perspective on it, have a new way to think about fear and, violence and hatred those kinds of things and so they did they write a memoir about that experience that's right yeah yeah so they they came they came back and uh kind of wow uh, took it took, took a little time and you then and then yeah. they they uh they wrote a memoir and um and then um just like the bbc book of the week <laughs> back in uh, whenever it was you know 2000 when it was re- released i think um mm. and uh yeah, so I have this, uh, it's called The Sky Is Always There. And uh, I, you know, I've been, I picked it up again a few years ago and started working on, working on a, on a, on a feature script based on that. Um, and yeah, that's where I, that's where I left off. I was working on that and I was finding it quite hard work. And then so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try and write this horror film instead. Yeah, I can, I can, it's just, yeah. Take as many breaks as you need. Right? <laughs> so wow. I'm going to I'm going to go back to that in, uh, in in a few months. Hopefully, I want to finish off Wake and get this film on on the, on the festival circuit and uh, and and continue working on the on the, the feature script for that. And then I'll pick up the captivity script again and and try and uh, try and finish that off. Wow! I just wow. You know, I I my life is so easy. You know, just think about what's going on in my life, uh-huh. and nothing has even come close to that. You know, uh, <laughs> geez, my mom lives in the same house I grew up in. You know, right? Well, my you know my my grandparents grew up. Uh, yeah, they 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 still live in the same house that I grew up in. So, um, wow, I think that's uh, a fascinating kind of aspect of uh, like like contemporary life, right? Like, is um, I've always thought about this in terms of you know my parents' story, like you don't think about the, those, those things don't happen to you. They happen on the news, right? You know, they happen on the news to yeah. other people. Um, so when they do happen to you, it, it is surreal. You know, it is surreal. There is real kind of dissonance in terms of like, this is really happening. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if, if you, even if you've ever had a, uh, an accident or, or you've lost someone that you care about, you know, you do have these moments where you're like, this can't be, this isn't happening. This isn't real. It doesn't seem real. It doesn't yeah. seem real. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, if you stretch that over a longer period of time, that, that gives you this real sense of, yeah, kind of dissonance sometimes it's, it's, it is strange, but I think that's, that's part of living kind of when we live now, you know, we have all these different realities, uh, that that seem to exist for us right we we live here in this lovely little yeah, town moscow idaho yeah you yeah. know and uh, and it's like this lovely little place this lovely little college town uh with, with you know i feel like i know 
most of the people in this town, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's it's such a, a nice place. Um, but then you can, you know, you can jump on the internet and uh, there are all these other realities happening at the same the, the same time where you're like, oh, like um, your president is becoming impeached or, you know, like there are these giant earthquakes happening in the in the philippines and like hundreds of people are being puerto rico uh, yeah you know and all, all these uh all these and you then, know crises are kind of happening and then virtual things. reality right you know uh ways so, to escape our immense yeah yeah it's and the so, ways, social media is a is a is a, is a key yeah. key element there and then to well. think about back then in 97 i mean there was no internet there's no i mean i think cell phones may have existed i but think i had a I think I had a phone. Two thousand, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely Maybe cell I... phones in '97. There right. were, but they were they were giant. Yes, <laughs> actually, my dad when when I when after he came back from captivity, my and I went to university. My dad got me. I don't. This is still really funny to me. My dad got me a pager. Oh yeah, <laughs> pagers. My dad got me a pager, right. yeah. and I was like cool you know i what was that instant eight, communication 18, i was like this is this is cool it and every, is. and everyone thought i was a drug dealer oh yeah everyone was like oh hey man so excuse me yeah i paid you one of yeah that's right pagers oh man yeah wow so that was i told when i met my wife well this conversation just shifted <laughs> go from doom and gloom and captivity to pagers. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> pagers are great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be a lot, a lot. You know, if you don't want to get sucked into into the virtual world, then like, why don't we just go back to pagers? Like, that would be... <laughs> you get to feel like you're an important person. Yeah. Like, could... like you're a doctor. Or you've yeah. got some serious responsibilities. Or right. But um, really? you don't you just end can't... up playing like Candy Crush for like three hours straight or whatever. <laughs> Whatever, and that's probably yeah. okay for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, I'm thinking too, like, uh, uh, you know, just that 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 sense of communication and having no communication, yeah, between you know, for a long time, except when they want to communicate with you, right? And yeah. then just not knowing. Yeah, it's yeah, that's. Uh... I can see why fear is like an int- an integral <laughs> part of what you what you're interested. You get in, in the picture now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is this guy really into horror movies? Yeah. What's his thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's it's yeah, it's deeply fascinating. Yeah. So that 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 radio silence is 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 difficult as well. Then you're just dealing with all these unknowns. You're trying to you know uh figure out what what to do and you do feel you know i I think that was one of the one of the astounding things about you know one of the the tough things about that experience was that you do feel really really powerless you know you have very very little agency you know especially you know i was a teenager and so you know my family were kind of taking charge of the the situation you know my extended family my 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 dad's parents and my stepmother's parents and their their extended families and so on so they were you know oh we'll 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 get on the news or we'll, we'll do a we'll do a campaign or we'll something or do something um um yeah i would just you know i couldn't understand why we couldn't just like go and get him yeah. you know let's just go and they were like obviously you can't just go there and get him you know get your dad and get your your stepmom because you will end up in the same place or dead or something you know so 
Um, but yeah, you, you have no, you've got no recourse. So you just become really, really, um, uh, yeah, really, really frustrated, really angry. Uh, and then, and then kind of, uh, despondent, you know, and that's, that's a tough place to be. <laughs> yeah. So like I say, I think, uh, humor, uh, humor and having good friends is, is really important, uh, to helping you out of that kind of, that kind of place. You kind of have you know? somebody to, to spill your heart to. Yeah. Definitely. You know, my mom was, my mom was really, was really terrific. You know, she was, she was there, um, through it all. So that was, that was really key for me. Um, and I think I started, uh, I started running around that time as well, or shortly after that time, which I find incredibly, you know, and I, I trail run a lot these days, um, because I, I've just, it, it's really good for my body, but it's really good for my mind as well. You know, I just go out and run for miles and, with my plus, dog, yeah, <laughs> plus that runner's high, man. It's it's good. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> I love it. I love I've, it. I've tried running, and that's uh, I'm good with that. Okay, well done. <laughs> How about skiing? Do you, do you like? Yeah, do you well, like skiing? cross country ski. Yeah, yeah. A bit of Nordic. Uh, huh? A bit of Nordic skiing. Yeah, a bit of Nordic skiing. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. downhill ski. I, uh, that's my winter thing. I'm going to. I've never down, done an awful lot of downhill. I've only ever done like cross country skiing, which I really, really enjoy. I've done a bit of downhill, like mixed in with that. You know, oh, I've got to go oh, down yeah. this, mm-hmm. like, which is on, yeah, on cross country skis is kind of frightening. Yeah. Me. So I think I'm going to go in and get, I think for my birthday this year, I'm going to get myself some, some skiing lessons. Some oh, little, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Skiing lessons are awesome. Yeah. 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 I had, that's how I learned oh, really? to ski. I Where got did you go? Uh, it was a place in Canada called oh. uh the, the red red mountain red lodge okay something like that red but uh yeah i went there with some i had a girlfriend at the time before uh-huh. i got married uh to elise different person and um said so they were she and some friends were like hey we we i think they they somehow got a cabin or a place to stay at this lodge in canada uh-huh. and they're like hey we there's room for like seven or eight people. Nice. So they just got a bunch of friends. We all went up there, and and it was really inexpensive. So I got uh, rented skis, boots, lift ticket, and um um uh, did the lessons. Uh huh. And did it all, and it was it was great. That's how I learned to ski. That's was, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the guy showing me like okay. Like you, you want your poles out front, and he goes, "Imagine that you're a waiter, and you've got okay. You're gonna imagine you a it's tray? full of beer. <laughs> okay, a tray full of beer. Hold your skis out in front of you, and then you go. I'll serve the people to the left of me, and then you move the tray whichever <laughs> direction you want to go. Oh, and cool. So you okay. just keep your you just going down. A, you know, a very slow just okay. do bunny hill. Okay, I'm gonna and, uh, I'm gonna get you to give me some ski lessons, Tom. I think. Yeah, yeah, this sounds let's good. Let's go, dude. Okay, yeah. where are we gonna? <laughs> Uh, where is it? Lookout Pass is is where's that? That's, I, I don't that's know. That's near Montana. I, 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 I like uh, Lisa and I went to a downhill skiing last year. That's uh-huh. the first time I've done it in like ten years. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'm not I'm not a big downhill guy. Okay. Okay. But. Yeah. I, I really want to. Yeah. I've got a, a bunch of friends who are really into it, and uh, I yeah I love skiing, and I've taken my son out on the on the on the skis, and he's learning. He's only five, so he's learning it. Um, but I think that's so cool. Just like, uh, you know, he does soccer and he does like, he really wants to come to the climbing wall with me and he goes to sure, gymnastics that's, that's cool. and he gets swimming lessons. I'm like very excited for him because I, 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 I want him to have all of these activities that he can just do, yeah. you know, where he, um, I, I didn't, 
maybe do all, as as many of those things and so it's so it's so cool when you're when you're a young person and and your friends are like oh we're gonna go do this thing do you want to come and you're like oh yeah i can yeah i can i can do that i can ski i can yeah. I can, rock down. <laughs> I can i can sail a boat you know that kind of thing so i'm trying to you know this is my like this is my boot camp for my right. boy <laughs> yeah. f1 driver coming up yeah um yeah, no, I love skiing. Why are we talking about skiing? Where well, we get this is this is <laughs> we are having a conversation. Right. This is this is this is how it goes usually. Cool. Yeah, just because right. it like you know I say that you know we talked about it earlier they de- they deviate. Right. Like they come, they go around, and they just and they end up where they end up, and you know you try to have a you know mm-hmm. like we want to talk about movies, but oh, I mean right. yeah okay uh, that's the. <laughs> I mean, this is then you know you just start talking about. Things. Have you have you seen anything uh, movie wise? Have you seen anything that you re- that you've really enjoyed in the recently? theater? Yeah, in have the... you gone to a movie theater yeah. and watched a movie? Yeah, yeah. I, like? I well, I saw the recent Star Wars movie and I thought it was I like uh, I thought it was very Star Warsian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went there to see a Star Wars movie yeah. and I got a, you, a that's, Star Wars that's movie. What you got? And I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't okay. extremely happy. It was just like. Wow, that was it was it was fun. Uh-huh. You know, that's uh-huh. what I want to do. I want I want the bad guys to lose and I want the good guys to win, but I also want the bad guys to go, Am I really good? Yeah. And I want the good guys to go, Am I really bad? And then there's that and then they fight. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And that was You're that. hired on the next one. Yeah. I, <laughs> you, you I got, got it. I've got the script writer. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, get in touch with Tom Cocaine. Yeah, right. <laughs> K O K E N G E. Wow, well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Um, anything else? <laughs> well, like uh, you know, something else is like you you see a lot of movies. Like, uh, what's your? Do you have a favorite one or Ooh. one that you? What do you have a touchstone that you go? Okay. Yeah. Uh, or do uh, yeah. different movies that you watch when you want to try to like have a certain effect? Yeah, definitely. Or definitely. like, I mean, not a, an affect. Not yeah. A, like an effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There are definitely. Um, you know, when I'm different in different moods, I'll watch different things, or I want I want different things, and so I'll either go to a particular genre or I'll go to a very specific film that I really, really like mm-hmm. and really really enjoy. Uh, and there are certain films that I can go back to over and over again that I, that I love. So, um, so the first the first one for me. Oh, I grew up with Star Wars, uh, and so there, there, there's a lot of that. Um, Obviously, uh, I, I love the original ones, especially uh, Empire. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, the first one for me was probably I watched uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, there's this kind of moment where like a Neanderthal throws a bone in the air and it like turns, and there's an edit and it turns into a spaceship. Um, and so you get this this edit that is like, you know, here are rudimentary tools and then this edit just makes the rudimentary tool into like this spaceship and you're like oh that's like the evolution of like hundreds of thousands of years maybe millions of years of technology in like one cut you know yeah. this one edit and uh stanley kubrick and what it a just, mind and yeah I, I was eight maybe 10 or something like that and i i was i it just it you know it really blew me away i thought wow movies can do this yeah, you know, uh, and I don't think I ever recovered from that. That yeah, just I, like really hit me upside the brain. And I was like, watching uh, somebody on YouTube who uh, you know is somebody I like to watch, and they they uh, they're one of their big favorite movies is Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. and they decided to take a look at just one scene, uh-huh. and it's when um, 
they're uh, they're talking about. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Like uh, they're talking about uh, different. There are Russians in the, involved in it, and they're kind of in. They're just discussing about it before they actually go into space. Okay. Yeah. They're they in a conference room. Yeah, conference room yeah. kind okay. of a thing. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay, we're just going to take this, watch it, mm-hmm. and then okay, now we're going to talk about. And he talked about uh, the dialogue uh-huh. and what that represented. Then he also talked about the you look at the use of color. Mm-hmm. Also talked about you look at the use of of space within the room. Right. I'm like. Why you know I because I don't think of movies on that way <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time, uh-huh. and then when you see have somebody who's really into movies and can dissect them yeah. in that way, yeah, you're like, wow, this is deep. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, and this is my day job as well, so I get to do this all the time with the, with my students. You know, mm-hmm. like I teach teach history of film, and I teach screenwriting, and I teach some filmmaking classes. So. Uh, it's 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 a dream job, really. You know, you just get to be like, okay, now Good this week you. we're gonna watch. Uh, what should we you. watch now? What we, um... So, like this semester, I get to teach history of film. So, Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's that? Ninety something or other. That's like just that's, that's kind of Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of era. Maybe a little bit later. Yeah. There's that's one I yeah. really love. Okay. <laughs> So I saw. It's is amazing. Yeah, I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is you know really uh, very forefront of uh-huh. uh, in in films like yeah. adding uh, um, uh, adding animation animation to, to like live action. Yeah. yeah, and there's so I went to see it with a friend of mine, and so the story I like to tell is that there's a part in there where she goes there. They're talking about, mm. well, what, why were you so late? And the woman says, I had to shake the weasels. And so me and my buddy just start laughing. We're the only people in the theater laughing at that line. <laughs> because shake the weasels is another term for, uh, you know, after men go to the bathroom, uh-huh. they just shake it. So right. shake the weasel is that term. So we're the two, only two laughing in that term. Okay. But anyway. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. This... So favorites, other favorites? I don't know. Like there are so many. Uh, like I said earlier, like I'm a huge horror fan. So um, you know, Jaws got, oh, wow. really got me when I was a yeah. when I was a kid. God, uh, I, I had a tips. hard time going in the tub. Yep, <laughs> seriously. Yep. For some reason, I was convinced that my bedroom carpet was oh the ocean. Ah, so I couldn't yeah. get out. I couldn't get out of the bed. Jump on the chair. Right, I had to be. I don't know why I did that to myself. Oh yeah, Um, but going uh, to a pool. Yeah, yeah. Taking a shower after cycling. Going to the seaside. Um, Never the same again. So, so yeah, Jaws is Jaws is terrific. What's coming up below you? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Thing about the ocean that terrifies me. That's so good. Um, And then, and then, um, something that I, I I love about it. So one of my other favorite horror films from that. Period is is the movie Alien. Yeah, from, uh, I think it's nineteen seventy nine, the Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, uh, and I I know that them when they pitched when Dan O'Brien, who's the 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 Dan O'Bannon, the 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 screenwriter, pitched the movie, he just pitched it as Jaws in space. That was his pitch. It's Jaws in space, uh, which is a great pitch. <laughs> um, but I I really like Alien because it's a really smartly like pared down. Uh, horror movie, very, very, very simple, yeah. very, very simple, but what, really, really effective. What I was, uh, we were talking <laughs> about this. Uh, this is a long time ago. Like we, after we had gotten out of the movie theater, mm. uh, watching that movie with a friend of mine, and we're like, you know, what was really smart about that movie is that it, they were isolated, mm-hmm. so you did. They had no. There's no way to get help. Yeah, you know that really made it like 
you're on your own, man. Whatever you can devise, yeah. like that made it even more like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> it's right up the gap. Well, I- isolation is so important for horror. You know, isolation is key for for making 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 people scared. So uh, it's, it's a great move. You know, putting putting them in space. Uh, and they, you know they don't even have weapons, so they have like you know there's no guns on the spaceship, so they have to ha- they have like rudimentary, like caveman like, t- you know they've got fire and pointy sticks. And yeah, like that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of it. So it makes it really primal. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah, and then I've just you know this semester I'll teach everything from like Italian neorealism to Akira Kurosawa to um, I think we'll finish with Parasite the oh, really? the Bong Joon Ho um, the Korean movie. Yeah, just I haven't I haven't uh, seen that one, but everything that I hear and see and I actually just saw the trailer, but I'm like, okay, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's really it's really it's really good. It's really good. It's very uh, of feels very of the moment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's just got a, a really enjoyable style, you know, uh, there's, it looks, it looks great and there's such, there's like a lot of fun to be had in the movie. So yeah, definitely, definitely watch Paris. So I, I get Rolling Stone and Peter Travers is okay. the, the guy who's been doing movies with Rolling Stone forever. Okay. And he's like, he said, that's one of his top movies of the year. Mm-hmm. And he said that the, the last bit of his review of it was, if you haven't seen it, stop what you're doing and go see it now. <laughs> okay, like, right on. Wow. All right. I better. I I think I better watch that one. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I've had a feeling about like that about a movie for a little while. I saw. Uh, do you remember Boyhood? Did you see that? It, film? I, I did not. But oh. I, I started to watch it, and it was like, man, I did, it was just a slog that I couldn't get through. Oh, right. Okay. I loved that film. I can understand I why. Loved that film. I found that so. I think it was, um, you know, having made a made a film uh, now, uh, or various films and uh, music videos and things like that. I. I'm now in a place, you know, I used to be a bit more snarky about movies, but mm-hmm. now I'm, uh, I, whenever I see a film, I try and remember that, oh, you made a film. <laughs> well done. Because yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Like, so well done. Well done. Like, I don't even care what film. Just congratulations. That's amazing. Um, but um, but Boyhood is really like, it really yeah it really blew me away it was uh yeah. it, just the, the 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 scope of it you know being well, able just to just so people know the premise is oh sorry yes no that's all right yeah but that that it, it was filmed when people were much younger that's right and they started the film that way and then show like people six, throughout seven, their eight. lives yeah. uh to end at some point and when uh, i think the youngest one is like a teenager like a uh, late teens i think correct? he's maybe he's on his way to college at that point at, yeah, the, at okay. the very end yeah yeah i but think it is real life this isn't you know that yeah. they are actually this age going through it. That's right. And it's yeah. the same actor. And the skill to be able to pull to pull that off. Yeah. Just as a you know, from a producing point of view, to be able to keep those people involved in the project for such a uh, extended to, period. And to want to do it. And to want to do it and to and to make it all work. Uh that was a standing in in of itself. So uh and then I think you'd really enjoy it. I did start to watch it okay. and then I just did like man this is a slog I just <laughs> like, oh, okay. kind of got bored with it I guess okay. but there is a long story mm-hmm. like, it is, is yeah isn't it is it multiple movies I forget is it just a really long movie it's, it's one film 
Okay. One, one, one film. But it's like yeah. four hours, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't know. Is it that long? I, yeah, I think it's we close, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. felt like four hours to Tom. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like one. No, it was that, that, that's terrific. And there's a, there's a film by Matty Diop um, that I still haven't picked up. Matty Diop? Matty Diop. She's, um, I think she's, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, I want to say that she's French. She may be Algerian. Maybe she's Algerian. An interesting name. Um, but that, yeah, she, I think she won for debut feature at Cannes this year. Oh. And she's got this film called Atlantics, um, which is on Netflix. And uh, it's about, it just sounds fascinating. It's like her. Atlantic, right now. Yeah. yeah uh, her, her father was a fisherman, I think. So she was kind of using that as a story. Anyway, there's there's this young couple and they're clearly very much in love. Uh, and then he goes away and then maybe comes back as a ghost. Uh, meanwhile, there's this huge like futuristic tower being built above their like town where they live. And it just sounds, looks and sounds fascinating. So I'm really, <laughs> I'm into some like, esoteric filmmaking so um, i'm excited for for that it sounds quite quite strange um personal shopper was like that as well did you manage it uh kristen stewart was in it she was obviously she's in the uh what are they called the 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 vampire werewolf movies from oh oh, yes uh with the shimmering with uh robert pattinson what's it called moonlight no 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 uh, twilight twilight moonlight was no, it's an Oscar winner. Easily forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, K- Kristen Stewart's in it, and uh, that, that's that's really cool. That's a personal shot. Anyway, sorry. That's all right, man. We're just <laughs> nothing to be sorry about. Ramble. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. You know, I because uh, uh, like you were looking at our our, our collection of movies uh-huh. as you came in because you know it's I'm thinking about that. It's actually it's fairly. Uh, we have a wide range of of movies that we yeah. have in there. From... I didn't see Space Jam, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not there. You... Well, well, we'll fix that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that? You have Crouching Tiger. Crouching Tiger. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, but uh, the, I I just, I just like movies. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about movies is how it it uh, it makes me feel. They uh-huh. kind of give you they affect you as you like you come out of the movie like. I like to think like I I have experienced something yeah. when I go to see a movie. Yeah, that's that's what that's what brings me back to them. Like, am, what, yeah. am I going to feel something yeah. out of this? Yeah. So absolutely, there's a movie uh, that I love um, called Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's a book by a woman who basically took the Pacific Crest Trailer portion of it. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Cheryl Strayed. It's her Yeah, it's right. Her, yeah, her, fairly it, famous. It's her book, yeah. And uh, and that I thought the you know, I, I think that the adaptation is rare to find, I think, rare to find a, a really strong adaptation. I thought that was... That was pretty good cuz brilliant. I, yeah. I read the book and saw the movie. Yeah, yeah I I, I yeah, was um a bit of a surprise i i watched it maybe slightly kind of randomly uh one you know back back when it came out and um and i thought it was terrific i thought it was really really moving very soulful really really beautifully made yeah you know the like we were talking about how movies affect you and like uh that type of thing and mm-hmm. the one that i i think of like 
I realized, wow, this is it was a very a movie that moved a lot of people was mm-hmm. uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh wow, yeah. And I I came out of that like, wow, that was you know I like I had gone through something with that. Right. But after uh, we had one with a friend of mine, and after we we go to the parking lot, there's a guy that we saw in the theater. Yeah. And he's sitting there in his truck. Yeah. And he's just he's filling his pipe with tobacco, mm-hmm. and he's just like he's got this distant stare, like, wow. <laughs> you know, just, as if he, because he's an older man, I assume that he may have been through the war, maybe right. knew somebody who had gone through the war and wow. just that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, there's, there's such power there, uh, you know, uh, emotionally being able to take people to those places and have those kinds of experiences is, uh, is, is phenomenal. Uh, Private Ryan does a, a, a terrific terrific job of uh you know this kind of quite visceral filmmaking as well really bringing you you know spielberg does this amazing job of really bringing you onto the beach yeah i hear Uh, this new one 1917 is also supposed to be very much like that yeah i think there's a there's a similar like aesthetic idea there you know to to make it very immediate and and to to kind of be in it um and something i I want to also want that 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 interests me about that is as i've read is that it's basically seems if it is done in one shot yeah i haven't seen it yet (laughs) oh because you know everything is done in scenes okay well you know people have been trying to do that for a long time uh you know it's a it's a bit of a movie um trick is a maybe unfair but maybe i guess it's a movie trick like that people have often wanted to pull off because uh like we're saying with private ryan i think it makes things feel real and makes things makes you you feel present in the situation you know if you look at um children of men the quran movie there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really long extended takes in that movie and the action sequences to really kind of put you in the put you in the scene and make 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 you be in it um i think that's really can be a really, really effective technique. Hitchcock tried to do it uh, with his movie Rope. Um, I've never seen Rope. Check it out. Yeah. So in, in that film, you, um, you know, from a, from a contemporary perspective, you can see where the seams are, right? Like, Uh you know, because the, 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 the reel of film is only so long, right? So that, 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 going through the film uh, eventually you're going to run out of film you can't just roll like uh-huh. you might with digital where you could you know, shift over to a different uh um memory card you you, you know you're going to run out of run out of film eventually so they're just rolling 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 and then uh, at a certain point somebody will walk past you know in front of the lens for example a character will cross uh-huh. cross the frame and you know you'll just have this moment this black frame and then They'll cut, and then they'll reload the film, and then they'll shoot again from from there. From the guy, going so you across, can start yeah. seeing these little. You know, you've got to look quite carefully in some places. You know, but in other places, it's more obvious. Someone will like, oh, I'm just going to read my book, and they'll hold up a a book in front of the camera or yeah. something like that, and 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 uh, use that to cover the cover the edit. Um, with 1917, I don't I don't know. I haven't. I know that there's, there's some documentary about how they how they do it i think it's roger deakins who's the who's the cinematographer who did all wow. the mm-hmm. cinematography on um you know skyfall and he was no country for old men and oh, tons of tons of films mm-hmm. um so uh well that, but yeah i don't know what their what their technique what their technique is i'm trying to remember there's another movie that's like first person like something henry 
uh hardcore henry hardcore henry. yeah fun movie it's like a video game movie yeah uh yeah, yeah i haven't seen it it's, um, it's, it's supposed to be it's good but uh, yeah it's 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 fun i, I mean the the story is it, it can be a bit jarring uh-huh. uh the, because of the motion of the the camera because you're looking at his eyes yeah and you can just see his arms it's pretty much non-stop yeah uh but yeah that's that's fun yeah. uh um okay oh, i'm trying to remember who's there's an actor in there who plays multiple He's the same guy, but oh. plays multiple people. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Is it the guy from, is it Jason Stratham? I know. I feel, I it like, kind of looks like it's his kind of, I, his I, kind of thing. I, try, I don't know. Is it a British guy? Could, I don't know. Okay. I, I, don't, I, I just <laughs> I remember there's, like, there's somebody who comes back in and he's the same, he's the same, but different. Okay. Like, you, you know, it's the same guy, but okay. he's different. So it's like a, is, is it designed like it's supposed to feel like you were in a video game? Uh, a kind of, but it's, it's like all about. Like characters respawn yeah. or something? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. It was okay. enjoyable, that, especially that just to see that. Yeah. And so that's going like, oh, that kind of makes me more interested in this 1917 thing. To cool. Go, oh, just one shot. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, see that. I don't know how they how they pull it off. I'm definitely gonna, going to check it out for sure. Be... Oh, there's something else I want to talk to you about. Yes. So, okay, have you seen the... Uh, um, the, the Martin Scorsese recent one, um, it is called The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I have not recently... seen it yet. Okay, have you have you get, watched it? Get your popcorn ready because okay. it's about three and a it, half yeah. hours. I know, <laughs> and it's on Netflix. I've been traveling quite a bit this last this last month or so, so I haven't. Uh, and I also had to watch a bunch of films for my class. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> so yeah, I haven't watched The Irishman. Not yet. like you have time, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's we stopped it. I think three maybe four times oh really just kind of like okay take a break yeah go to the bathroom it's like watching a bollywood movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, have an intermission yeah go and get some roti yeah cool. oh, i want that okay but uh um but the thing with with that is that uh um uh there are extras that you can watch about it they kind of have a little oh yeah the thing that they discuss with the actors inside the, the scene no, right that and yeah. so what uh, Scorsese said was that he, he does digital de-aging. Yes. There was some brouhaha about this, wasn't there? Like... Yeah, and he said something that really kind of made it like, uh, oh, okay, I get it. Uh-huh. And he said, well, we do it with with makeup. Yeah. What's really the difference? Uh-huh. If we were to do it with makeup, does that make it better? Or does it make it you know more film less real yeah so what if we were just to do this with digitally and make Mm -hmm. them younger looking yeah what's the difference Mm -hmm. it's still the actor Mm -hmm. like wow okay that's a good point but do you have a do you have a a take on on that stuff um uh whether it makes it less film well i don't know just about this just the use of using digital technology to affect the looks of people i guess yeah i mean i'm a big fan of practical effects which mean which um uh just means like i uh if there's a monster uh then i i would like it to be a physical thing that exists in the in the environment Mm -hmm. most of the time um because um off most of the time you can tell that it's not not a it's not real you you can tell that it's cgi'd and and well i don't know man okay sometimes 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 it's um, it's, i mean anymore even characters that are well i was gonna say so that um there are some instances where it's really 
it, you can't tell, you know, and I think that's the key for me. I mean, unless you're, it's, uh, unless your objective is to draw attention to its fakeness, to mm. its artifice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then, then you'll, you want to, to make sure that it seems real real in, in and fitting with the tone of the film as well right real in the way that the film is presenting reality right? yeah. maybe it's real in a comic book way if that makes sense or it's real yeah. in, a, uh, in a in an adventure story way like like jurassic park for example like that that feels pretty pretty real but a yeah. lot of those are, you know a bunch of those are practical effects you know, they're using models, even if they're just using models and then resizing them with computers. Okay, so that, you know, when I think about that, yeah. you know, I was just thinking of uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Rogue One, uh-huh. and the, the robot that is... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, the grumpy robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever his name is, but... Uh, the, yeah. But a... I know Alan Tudyk is the, the, the actor for Who's that. Alan Tudyk? Uh, he's, a, he's an actor. He, okay. He's in, uh, oh, come on, brain. Oh, the, the show that's about space cowboys... Uh, that was a TV show that's... Space Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, Firefly. Firefly. Oh, he's, wow, I got it. Yeah, yeah Firefly. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the guy, the pilot. That's Alan Tudyk. Oh. Um, and, and if you ever saw... Uh, is it Wade? At a funeral. Wade? I don't know his name. In, in, in Firefly, is he called Wade? Oh, no. Sorry. It's... It's... Ash. Oh. Ash. No. Yeah. Man, okay, I've, seen sorry. Those, I've seen those multiple times. But okay, I, you know, cool. I'm not, Alan Tudyk, anyway. Alan Tudyk. He's the guy. And if you've never seen the movie, A Death at a Funeral... Okay. see that okay um and uh and he's the voice of this so he's, he's the voice and the actor but uh, uh, that's that so but that to me i don't really when i watch the movie uh, that seems re- real to me okay right yeah. but i do know that he's also there in person right with like you know the the weird suit with all the dots on it yes and maybe something on his head so so he looks taller yeah so look at this look like, at the, that's where his eye line is right like, look up look there. At him there yeah Right. Yeah. Is that is that is that in, in line there? Yeah. Well, I like I say, it's just like what I always think. You know, you should do what works. You know, and if you if you pull it off, does it work? Great. You know, did you use mm-hmm. a computer to do it? Fine. Did you do it for real? Great. Most of the time, I find you know, I find that like a lot of CGI doesn't hit the mark you know mm. and, and so i'm i i feel like okay well i can tell that this isn't you know a real place you know i can i, I can tell that this is not um or it, the 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 look of this i, I mean because you do suspend your disbelief for for films and i think you, and for theater as well you know for stories in general uh and you want to the audience wants to be oh totally the audience wants to be deceived you know and i want to be deceived um, but I don't want to be, uh, I, I don't want to, I guess I don't want to know, I, I don't want to be aware of how the sausage is being made as, yeah. as, I, as I'm eating it, yeah. you know, uh, um, in those kinds of, in those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. There are some situations that I, I think that there are, um, you know, an exception to that, that, that general rule. But most of the time I'm like, all right, convince me that there is genuinely like a 300 foot marshmallow man walking down, (laughs) walking down the high street. And if you do that, um, um, you know, 
you've got an audience you've got a fan for life you know you if you pull that off because that's yeah that's a great scene where that the marshmallow man appears yeah he's like climbing up the building and he's terrifying (laughs) terrifying (laughs) i just think it's funny you went there i don't know that that was the thing that it just popped in there yeah just popped in there <laughs> That's a great line too. Yeah. <laughs> Just popped in. <laughs> Someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, and now they're making a third one. Yes. Fourth, fifth, whatever. Like a, a third, a third time of the first one. Right. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> doing that. Yeah, so the CGI if if you convince me uh brilliant. You know, my uh, a, a filmmaker that I I really like from the uk is this guy called <clears throat> dominic hailstone and uh, he he love that last name yeah it's brilliant um he you can see him on some of the director's label uh collections i think uh, he did this uh, short film called the eel um mm. and he was working on this feature film called like uh, it was called he's really interested in horror uh, um that's why i kind of i follow him on on the internet um uh, he's he was involved in this film called The Old Man That Everybody Hated, which wow. <laughs> which looked hilarious. Um but yeah, he did I think he did some work on I think he did some well, he certainly did some work on the new alien movies. Mm. Um which were terrific. Like some of the the, the you know, in the Prometheus movie and mm-hmm. the what was the one after that called? I can't remember. Mm. The one the the one with two Michael Fassbenders. <laughs> um but yeah he he did some brilliant design for that and so he does all these designs like he 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 draws them but then he'll make models and then they'll then they'll photograph the models and then they'll kind of animate them and put them in in the in the in the movie so uh because his art is so good the 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 cgs works a lot better uh i would say you know and because he's got a really innate sense of like a really strong, deep sense of what's unsettling and w- what works in with the tone that he wants to wants to express, you know. So I think he did. Didn't they? Didn't they CG? Is it Governor Tarkin in the Star Wars? Yeah. Didn't they, or yeah, I, I don't think it's Governor. It's like uh, yes, to Admiral. Yeah, whatever. Admiral, he yeah, is. and and also Princess Leia. Yeah, and uh, I think he did some work on the. What's the actor's name? The British actor. Um, to, uh, is, uh, evacuate in a moment of triumph. I think you overestimate the chances. <laughs> okay, that's, that's uh, I, I, uh, Dirk Kempthorne. I don't know. <laughs> that's like that's like the former governor that's, of Idaho. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely him. <laughs> no, but it is. It's like a sir or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a. This is the thing about great this is the face. thing about movies is that yeah. he like you know that guy that he was, was that in that guy. one thing yeah. and he was in did that you thing know, with the Wait. eyebrows yeah and the you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's really yeah when it comes to actors' names I'm usually lost I know I'm I'm quite uh, I'm quite bad at it uh, I I try really hard to to um, <laughs> do it my wife is amazing. My wife is amazing for like actors and celebrity names. She can just like I, I I will always say, "Oh, who's that?" and she'll be like, "This you're talking about this person." I'm like, "Okay, right, yes." Um cuz I I think I tend to just always think of them as their characters. And so I'll just be like, "Oh, it's you know, this 
my my film memory is uh really strong on dialogue like mm. i can i can mm-hmm. i can you've, you've done it multiple I, times i can here. do you yeah. the you're right yeah <laughs> yeah i can i can usually pull pull lines out of any film for some reason i don't know why they just they just stick yeah they just really stick in my in my head so uh, that's handy it's handy for, for the classroom <laughs> yeah right yeah that, that keeps people uh, on their toes a little bit for sure yeah no and i and it's uh, it's fun as well like um you know they're i love a brilliant non-sequitur or a one-liner you know um you know the coen brothers are so famous for that kind oh, of yeah. thing if you look at like lebowski the big lebowski that's just like riddled with all movies. of these even the, the ones that are just terrible like, <laughs> I, I really like right what's a terrible one Oh, I think. Uh, what's about, uh, about the, uh, What's the one about the? Uh, it's basically all in a hotel. Um, can't remember the and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's a very strange movie, and it's kind of. It kind of moves a bit slow. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Lonely Man is. Oh, a, I know what you mean. Barton. He's talking about Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Barton Fink. You don't like Barton Fink? Well, the, of the movies, I okay. think that that is, of their movies, that one is on the lower end for me. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you about the life of the mind. All that See? stuff. Um, yeah. That's. But okay. uh, the, what I. They, yeah. they, I saw an interview with them, and what they like to do is put people, uh, especially men, but they like to put people in impossible situations. Yeah. And I just. I love that. Yeah. I mean, look at Raising Arizona. <laughs> what a crazy film. That's so fun. That's such a fun film. And it, it totally Nick, is. Nicholas Cage and uh, Holly. Is it Holly, Holly Hunter? Uh, and I, I don't know. I think it's Holly Hunter. Could be. Sure. She's she's uh, the police officer and he's a. You know. Recluse. Whatever. Criminal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Not a very good one. I love how. The, yeah, exactly. I love how the film is about his failure. It's The whole film is about failure. And and about his, you, I guess at the end you realize like, oh, he fails so much that he fails to be a good criminal. Ergo, he becomes a good father. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was like with, fascinating. With which somebody is like, else, with somebody else's kid. Which is a, which is a really really <laughs> useful thing for me to kind of a touchstone for me when I when <laughs> I became a dad. I was like, okay, okay, so just, just like just fail real hard. <laughs> Leave your kid on top of the car, <laughs> and then, poof, and uh, you know that's that's what it's all about. Just uh, humility, I think, is yeah. is a, is a <laughs> becoming a parent definitely teaches humility amongst other things. Oh, also, good. the value of sleep, which is also uh, amazingly underrated. Yeah. People underrate sleep. Wow, I, th- I think we've had a great conversation here. Yeah, what is, what, is there something else? Is there something you wanted to talk about? Something like you know, when we talk, I'd like to say something about this um oh gosh um is there something that i would like to say <laughs> oh you put me on the spot in there so i don't know what to say so, well, uh, so um i uh i will just i'd like to finish by uh with a quote from uh from from bill and ted uh which is um be excellent to one another and party on dudes <laughs> Excellent. 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 Thanks for coming in. It was a really great conversation. Good good job. Well done. Thank you. you. That was just fun. I had a good time talking to you, Ben, about movies and 
your life and everything. It was really a good conversation. And thank you for listening to this conversation. And thanks again to Moscow Brewing Company for sponsoring this program. But uh, there's another conversation in the bin, so I've just got to edit it, and then we'll have it out there hopefully sooner rather than later to your podcast eardrums. But until next time, I'm Tom Cocaine, your host, over and out. Thank you.